Welcome back to this week's episode of Grief with Grace. This is part two of my four-part series on healing and how I've navigated my own grief journey in the way that I have. And last week, I talked about the importance of supporting your physical health. And this is really important whether you're on a grief and healing journey or not, because we're all healing and grieving something. Um, There are different kinds of losses. There are different kinds of healing that we're all experiencing. But if you want to connect to your higher self, to your intuition, and to your child or other loved ones in spirit, you have to be a clear channel. And you cannot be full of chemicals and low-level energies that keep your vibration low. I'm sure I said last week um, that spirit vibrates at a really high level. And we, in our 3D bodies, vibrate at a really low level. And so to connect with spirit, spirit has to lower its vibrational rate and we have to increase ours. And so that's why I talked last week about the importance of what we consume, what we put into our bodies, um, and how it affects our vibrational rate. So let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for mothers who have children in spirit and who are now navigating life after the unimaginable. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, and I am one of those mothers. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing with you insights, stories, tools, and inspirations to help you find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. All right, so this week I want to talk about our mental health, um, which is the second pillar of the four pillars that I created a few years ago, the four pillars of of wellness. Um, And I want to talk about how we can support our mental health. You know, when you're in deep grief, the thoughts that run on an endless loop can be devastating. They can be really um, traumatizing to us all over again anxiety and depression and things like that are real and they can be debilitating. And our mental health is related to illnesses and disorders related to our brain, as well as to how we think and process information. And so one of the reasons that it's so important to carefully choose what we put into our physical bodies and how we choose to support our physical health is because many of our hormones, the ones we think about when we think about our mental health, are created in our gut. Most people don't realize that. I didn't know that until I started studying all of this back, I don't know, 2014, 15, somewhere around there. So things like um, dopamine and serotonin begin in our gut. And the quality of them, the energetics of them, the vibrational energy of them is directly connected to the foods we choose to consume. And as I said that, I just thought about something that I heard years ago, and I don't even remember the context of it right now, but it fits really well here. And it was garbage in, garbage out. Well, if we don't give our physical bodies the proper nutrients that our bodies need to function properly and optimally, there's a domino effect. And one of those dominoes is going to affect our mental health. Again, early, early on, on my spiritual journey, um, when I was doing a lot of research, a lot of studying, we I learned that we have neural pathways in our brains, which are sort of like roads. 
And over time, we create neural pathways that become our habits and our beliefs. So you can think of it like a dirt road. If enough cars drive over the same part of a dirt road over and over again, ruts will form in the dirt. Well, if we do the same things over time, we create habits in the neural pathways of our brains. If we think the same thoughts over time, we create neural pathways that become our beliefs. So sitting at home, ruminating over what happened, whatever it was that caused our trauma, creates neural pathways in our brain that turn those destructive thoughts into beliefs, beliefs that really don't serve us. So that endless loop of berating ourselves um, is one example. We have to break the pattern and break the cycle of the self-sabotaging beliefs that can that can be so easy to fall into. All the what-ifs and the should-haves and the shouldn't-haves and the woulda-coulda-shouldas, all of those endless thoughts, they're like a broken record that won't stop and they can drive us absolutely crazy. And they can lead us down that dark hole into severe depression and anxiety and worse. So tying this back, because all of these pillars are interconnected, and so I want to tie this back to last week when I talked about supporting our physical health and eating clean foods to help keep your mind clear. Doing that helps to clear the mental fog that we deal with in grief. It can be, I know it can be so tempting to want to numb ourselves with drugs and alcohol, anything that will dull the pain that we're feeling, just to stop the endless mind chatter that 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 endless loop that we end up in. One of the best things that we can do for our mental health after nourishing our physical bodies with wholesome, healthy foods is journaling. You can buy a beautiful journal at Target or other stores or through Amazon, or you can just get any old piece of paper and a pen or a spiral bound, you know, the, the notebooks that we used to use in high school. Um, you know, grab a piece of paper and a pen and just start writing. Just do a brain dump. Get it all out. All the rage, all the anger, all the guilt, all the sadness, all the frustration, all the misery, the confusion, the feeling like your head is going to explode. I mean, just wanting to, you know, that feeling of just wanting to escape from yourself. All of it, just dump it all out on that paper. It doesn't have to make sense. You can just, you can, you can take the pen and tear the paper. You can write just one word. You can write a phrase. You can write a sentence. Just dump it all out. You don't have to keep it. You can throw it away. It's just the physical act of releasing it out of your mind because otherwise you're carrying all of that with you all day, all night. And it will affect your sleep, it will affect your blood pressure, it will affect your mental, it will affect every part of your life, okay? So just dump it all out on a piece of paper. And then go for a walk. Nature provides the best medicine in all forms. It has the the ability to heal things we didn't even know we needed to heal. You can take a walk in a park, near the water, or just around your neighborhood. I mean... Walking my little dog has been one of the best things for my healing that costs me nothing and it gets me out in fresh air. It gets me moving my body. It gets me out of my head because I spend way too much time up in my head. And that reminds me of something. I need to make a note. I want to, I want to mention something else before the end of this. So, all right. 
I don't want to forget. Um, but you know, when you're on your walk, just breathe in the expansiveness of nature and her healing abilities. You know, I live in Atlanta. I have an Atlanta mailing address and I've lived here for, well, I've lived in this space for nine and a half years. Um, but I actually moved to Atlanta in 2009. So I've been here for 11 and a half years. Um, Greg moved with me when I first moved to Atlanta and I, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles. I love the energy of the big city. It really fuels me. But over the last couple of years, I don't find the energy of the city um, beneficial. I don't find it helpful to me. I don't, I feel it very, I feel very claustrophobic here. I feel very constricted here. And so I crave the expansiveness of the of the area that Greg lived in when he left this life of the area where my older son lives, my grandchildren, all of Greg's friends. And so in a couple of months, I'm going to be moving because I crave that expansiveness. I can't wait to be able to breathe again in a way that I can't do here in the city. Something else just popped into my mind. I don't know why, but there's something. So journaling and, um, spending time in nature. Those are things that I put in that free guide that I created. Something and under the mental health pillar, but something that I didn't put in that free guide that just came to me is do things like crossword puzzles or word search puzzles, or um, what's the name of that other game? Sudoku or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, those kind of things will I mean, they have a myriad of benefits for our mental health. First of all, they'll help distract you from the endless loop of negative thoughts that we find ourselves in. But they also strengthen your mental focus and clarity, which is so important when you are in deep grief. Because, you know, I don't know what the, you know, the true cause of dementia and Alzheimer's is. I think there's a physical component as far as the things that we eat, the chemicals, the processed foods, all of that. Um, I don't know if it's, a you know, I don't know if there's a hereditary component. My, both of my grandmothers had dementia, which would now be called Alzheimer's. Um, neither of my parents had it. I don't know if it skips generations. I don't know. But I do know that keeping our brain alert and, um, you know, doing anything we can to strengthen it is going to have so, it's going to reap so many rewards for us. And, you know, when... When we're in deep grief, our focus and clarity are so compromised. Um, I remember how hard it was to focus on my legal work after my mom passed away, which is, oh my goodness, it's it'll be seven years ago on the 14th of June, um, which is just a little over a week from now as I record this. I remember how difficult it was to concentrate for weeks after my mom passed away because it was very sudden, very unexpected. My son passing away was obviously a whole nother level of, I don't even know, there aren't words to describe it. But I think most of us expect our parents to pass before we do. But even with that, and even though, yes, I expected that she would pass before me, um, like I say, it was unexpected when she did. And so I had a really hard time with my mental focus and clarity, especially with my legal work for, 
I don't remember how long, um, but for quite a while after she passed away. And so doing things that will stimulate your brain and keep your brain active and engaged and not just sitting in front of the dang TV, you know, they, I remember my parents used to call it the boob tube and it's true. It's, it's such a black hole of programming and I mean, nothing good comes out of sitting in front of the TV, especially when you are in deep grief and you're on a healing journey. Um, yes, it can distract you for a while, but what it's distracting you with is compromising your mental health. So, um, what else did I want to share about mental health? You know, the human body has this amazing ability to protect us from trauma that is just too much to contemplate. And I've mentioned this before, but my college degree is in psychology. I loved studying psychology and I loved reading psychological thrillers and anything to do with, um, you know, the mind and psychology and psychological disorders and all of that. My emphasis in college was on clinical psychology. So from all of my studies, you know, I learned that in the most severe cases of abuse, people's psyches fracture off and you can end up with things like multiple personality disorder, like the story of Sybil from many, many years ago. Um, Sally Field played the role of Sybil in that movie decades ago. But anyone who's had a sudden traumatic loss knows full well that there are gaps of time, things you will never remember from a period of time after the loss. It's almost like you are in this um, this suspended state of reality and you just want to wake up and have your real life back again. I've said that so many times over the last 29 months. I mean, in a couple days, it'll be 29 months since Greg left this life and he was 29 years old. So he's been gone one month for every year of his life. And that reminds me of something that was so strange to me after he did leave this life. I remember that for several months when I would wake up in the morning, you know how there's like a split second where you're not really awake, but you're not still asleep either. I started referring to that space as the quote in between close quote. And in that split second, I didn't remember. I didn't remember that he was gone. I didn't remember that my beautiful son was no longer in this life. I didn't remember the trauma or the horror of it or the reality of it. And then just like that, I was transported into more of an awake state and I remembered. But in that little, that little gap of time, I forgot. And I just wanted to stay in that space of time where it wasn't real where I didn't have to live this reality. And if you are a grieving parent, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. I'm sure it's the same for a, gr a grieving spouse. Um, and that's not to diminish other losses. I, I know it. I experienced it when my mom passed away. It didn't last as long for as long a period of time, as far as, you know, months like it did with my son. Um, but it's, it's difficult to explain, but if you've experienced it, you understand what I'm talking about. So again, my point of saying that is that our, the way we are created is so amazing to me in the way that all these different things that are put in place to protect us from the horror of the reality of things. But there's also a lot I don't remember and I never will. Again, that's God or the universes or the divine's way of protecting us from things that are just too much at a time when it is 
just completely impossible to process things. You live on autopilot. You just, you, I mean, if you can take a shower, that's a good thing. That's, that is a win for the day. So if you're struggling with anxiety and depression and things like that, look at what you're putting into your body. Again, I'm tying this back to the physical pillar that I talked about last week because chemicals and processed foods destroy our gut health. I had some emails last week from um, people who had listened to the episode last week asking me what I do for my physical health as far as supplements and as far as supporting it beyond um, watching what I eat and drink. Um, and so I take products from Plexus, which are all for gut health. I also use doTERRA essential oils, and I take many of their supplements. If you're interested in more information on any of that, send me an email at info at and I am happy to talk about that. But to connect to your intuition, to connect with your higher self, and to connect with your child or other loved ones in spirit, you have to be a clear channel. You have to. Putting chemicals in your body is going to compromise that. So look at what chemicals you're putting in and on your body that might be creating blocks to that connection. Everything you put in and on your body affects your mental health. Everything. We don't think it does, but it does because the chemicals get absorbed into our skin and eventually make their way to our brain. So everything you put in and on your body affects your mental health. All the experiences we have throughout our lives affect our mental health. There are some environmental factors that affect our mental health that we have little or no control over. But really take an honest look at what you can control and see what changes you might be called to explore. I also, I highly encourage my clients to take baby steps with any of this. You don't have to change everything in your life overnight. But maybe take a walk after dinner instead of sitting in front of the TV. Or grab a journal or a piece of paper and start writing like I described earlier. Instead of letting your thoughts take you down that dark hole. I have other tips and ideas on how you can support your mental health in that free guide that I mentioned. So if you don't have a copy of it yet, go to tinyurl.com forward slash four dash steps dash two dash connect. And I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, and you'll receive it as soon as you enter, as soon as you enter your name and email address. If you already have it, then, you know, go and go through the page that I created about things you can do to support your mental health. And I'm going to end with something. This is uh, the note that I wrote, but I'm going to end with something a little different today. I have been studying astrology recently, and it's really fascinating. So if your sun sign, which is what most people know, it's where the sun was when you were born, or your rising sign, or your moon sign, if any of those are in an air sign, or if you have a lot of planets in the air signs, and the air signs are Aquarius, Gemini, or Libra, you're going to be up in your head all the time anyway you'll have a tendency to over-process, overthink, ruminate, research, try to figure things out more than, more than anybody who, say, has a lot of water energy in their chart, okay? Um, and I'm an Aquarius, and my moon is in Libra, and I have a lot of, I have a lot of air in my chart. Um, it's actually pretty balanced between all of the, um, between fire, water, air, and earth, but I do have a lot of air in my chart. And so 
People with a lot of air in their chart tend to be very logical, very analytical. And so we try to make sense out of everything. But there are some things that we can't make sense of, that we can't think our way out of, that we just have to trust. And so having a lot of air in your chart is going to make your grief experience a lot more challenging than, like I said, someone who might have a lot of earth in their chart, for example, okay? If none of this makes any sense to you, that's okay. But even if you just know your sun sign, which is what most people do know, if your sun is in an air sign, then you will relate to this. You're going to be the one that loves to research that can go down the rabbit holes of, oh, well, let me click this link and let me click that link. And, oh, wait a minute, what about this article? And where's, you know, all the things. And I am a master at that. And so I've had to learn how to get out of my head. Um, And I'll talk about that a little bit more next week when I talk about the next pillar. Um, All right. So that's all for this episode. And I am really excited about next week's episode because it is about the next pillar, which is um, about our emotional health. People often think that our mental health and our emotional health are the same thing, but they are not, not at all. So be sure to join me next week when I will explain the difference and I'll talk about the importance of our emotional health in grief and healing. Until then, I'm sending you all so much love, light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Grief with Grace podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook community and follow me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you fresh new content each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I hope you do, please be sure to share it with a mom who could use a little extra support. Until next week, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.